Hey everybody, Golvin here. Just jumping ahead of this episode to kind of give a heads up that this will be the last episode of the year uh, for Minecraft Podcast and possibly for a couple weeks um, due to me moving. And so I just need to get, you know, accustomed to my new location, get everything kind of set up. And then actually I should be able to get even better uh, Minecraft Podcast there in the future. Um, just have a better setup and everything like that. So I should have a little better audio, at least specifically on my end. I'm going to be using some better microphones and everything like that than my simple headset mic that I'm using now. Um, so hopefully uh, be, uh, 2014 will be a great year for Minecraft Podcast. Um, some stuff to follow this episode as well, so uh, stay tuned after that and enjoy the episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to Minecraft Podcast. I'm your host, Golden, and today we have a very special Windwalker episode, year in review, as was where do windwalkers uh, roost? Not roast. I was actually about to say roast. But uh, starting off, welcome back, Kelly. How are you doing, calligraphy? From a defenestrate. How are you hey, doing? How's today? it going? I'm doing pretty okay. So, uh, congrats on your kill on uh, getting that finished with the tier. I know it's been quite actually quite a bit since you're uh, since you killed Garage. But uh, how was that for you? You really excited about getting finishing the expansion? Oh yeah, it's nice to only be rating about a day and a half now. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't wait for that. You know, getting getting up to clear up to garage in two days is, is like I'm really happy about that now. But just waiting till when that that's like the end of the raid week again is going to be really nice to kind of you know let the let the fist rest. I guess you could say, <laughs> or at least for my right now, pick t- uh, putting down the keg of brew. <laughs> and then uh, first time guest uh, Jim from Archdruid. How are you doing today, Jim? Best day of my life, Colvin. How are you? Oh, well, thank you. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I would maybe say the same, but uh, never, no garage never. day f- kill for me because, you know, you guys just recently got it. So congratulations on that. Thank you very much. And is that the 30th, actually, you just got? You snagged that 30th spot or what uh, rank 32. is it currently? 32 US. So really yeah. great. Awesome job. I mean, I yeah, know you guys. We're, we're like 188 for Leishen. So we came a long way between T15 and T16. Yeah, and that's always really great for a guild to be able to do that, where you kind of just hit that stride, and then hopefully maybe going into Warlords of Draenor, which we'll talk about in a little bit for everybody that's here, and you know, going into that next expansion with a good kind of like boost behind you, kind of like a momentum swing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, congratulations and thanks Thank for joining. You. And then obviously, okay. last but not least, Hina Lover is back again. How are you doing today, Hina Lover? Not bad, not bad at all. And then uh, I know you were, you're uh, working on uh, was Siege Crafter right yep. now currently. Yep. And so is that, I know you're kind of saying that progress is doing pretty decent. You're getting closer and closer to a kill. Do you expect after the holiday break to get snag up some kills and get on that Paragons? Within a week or two after break, yeah, we should have it. We we were getting basically uh, there's twelve treadmills. We were getting to treadmill eight. So if that says anything right there. Yeah, I mean, and, and then you get down to, which we've all, all of us here, except for yourself, have experienced the terrible fight that is Paragons. Um, obviously, I was just talking uh, pre-show about the changes to the fight, which actually seems like, from my perspective, um, you know, seeing the fight, you know, how it was in its past reincarnation, then doing it again in the, in the current one, I seem it ha- seems like the difficulty has scaled down a little bit. It's not as spiky and as difficult. But then again, that could just be another week of heroic level gear that we were actually were able to filter through. So that being said, thanks everybody for joining today because this is a you know one of those Windwalker only. So if you're a Brewmaster, Miss Weaver, take a hike or just li- or <laughs> or listen. I mean, I don't want to say take a hike forever. I mean, but you know, enjoy enjoy Windwalker. And if you have an off spec, which a lot of people do. Um, or even prepping for Warlords of Draenor with the, you know, all your gear almost filters over to your off spec or any spec to, uh, you know, keep that equipped and just sit here so we can kind of talk. So going right into it, we're going to kind of do like a rear review for anybody listening. And so kind of just go rear and review. And I'll start with you, Kelly. What are your thoughts from starting point miss all the way through? Like what are your pluses, your minuses and things like that that you kind of saw as far as Windwalker is concerned? I mean, obviously, there's been the cries that, oh, Blizzard doesn't know what they're doing. They're changing our mastery over here. But I've actually really enjoyed it. I don't. I think that baseline, we've remained mostly the same. Obviously, we've had certain tuning changes, but that's to be expected in any new class. And as far as raid content goes, I honestly feel like this has been one of the absolute most fun raiding um, 
expansions that we've had. Just I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed every tier. Like there's been a few fights I don't enjoy. There's, but overall, I think the quality of the fights is much better. And then Jim, what about yourself? What do you think about this entire expansion? Now you've been a monk the entire expansion, correct? I think everybody I, here has I been. I have not actually. Okay, so you're a new monk. I'll so talk about that. You're a transfer. Yeah. You're a a converged converted fellow, I guess you could say. <laughs> so so I I was doing um what I what I will call casual ten mans um with some friends from previous expansions, and I was playing Blood DK at the beginning for T14. And then I switched to my warrior for T15 as a tank um, because my DK was super squishy. Um, lots of spiky damage, and that's that's another conversation. But uh, my warrior was doing crapper damage because we didn't have her post yet, and so I decided to reroll Monk like halfway through T15. And um, I was Brewmaster, obviously, and then... When I was recruited by Archdruid, they asked me if I'd be willing to play Windwalker. So I started playing Windwalker um, about two-thirds of the way through T15. Okay, so you're just a recent, basically, conversion from Brewmaster to Windwalker. And what have you kind of experienced from that based on when you joined in at the tier going forward? Um, how has it been for you as a conversion? Have you noticed, like, I mean, obviously you've probably gone through the struggles as, like, you know, most others with not having, you know, the ability, I guess, to to outproduce a rogue and until certain scenarios were able to get like, you know, gear level and all that kind of stuff. So how did, how was it for you as far as your experience as being a windwalker? Um, it was, it was fun. I mean, I've, I've always enjoyed melee DPS and, and even though I've tanked for a lot of expansions, um, I've always had either a melee DPS tune or, um, just an off spec. You know, I always played fury as my off spec for my warrior and whatnot. Uh, in terms of, of windwalker mechanics, um, since I was in a 10-man guild and 10-man loot sucks, I did not have a rune of regeneration <laughs> when I joined Archdruid, and I managed to get a Raid Finder rune, um, which I used all the way up until literally our last kill before Siege of Orgrimmar came out, when he finally dropped a heroic rune that never was used. <laughs> I mean, I he gave it to me anyway, but, you know, the week yeah. after, my mastery changed, and then it was useless. Um, I will say that I think I think that Windwalker is really close to being, you know, in a really great place. Um, and I, you know, we have to remember that we're looking at this from the perspective of we are people who who play, you know, our classes at a high level in heroic progression rating guilds. And from that perspective, Windwalker is fine. Um, I think the problem really lies in that there aren't a lot of us in general, like there aren't a lot of monks to begin with. And then there aren't a lot of windwalker monks. Um, yeah. Well, me, so yeah. for a new player, especially uh, when there was something like rune of reorigination, like good luck, you know, figuring out how to use that thing without a website. And, you know, like I used whatever that, that feral druid program was um, that was written in like dot NET. Um, oh uh, yeah. The, um, to calculate, you know, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that one that had like your how much haste mastery and crit. Mm -hmm. You know, like that's that's way more complicated than you know your average no add-ons, you know, casual raider player could ever get to. Um, so I think having a new mastery in five point four was absolutely necessary, but I don't think that the monk play style or how to how to play monk was communicated very well to the community. And it's been largely on the shoulders of people who are in heroic progression to kind of hand down instruction on what to do. And even then, you know, if you look at like MMO champion or, or whatever, um, there's still a lot of disagreement as to, you know, which trinket do I use? Which gems do I use? You know, like what, what's my rotation? Should I be using fist of fury on cooldown or, you know, like, um, but overall, you know, I, I gotta say, I, I really love the class. This is the most durable I have ever felt as a um, You know, and, and that's that's significant. I mean, it's been a long time since I felt almost immortal on a lot of fights. You know, with between Diffuse Magic and Zen Med, or you know, Damage Harm, and even even Fort Brew and Expel Harm, um, my self healing and damage reduction is just ridiculous compared to some other classes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's the main thing too. We can, I think, we can all agree on here is that the utility, the, a personal utility that a Windwalker offers, is such a huge boost for, which uh, for like any raiding guild. And it really surprises me that it's not really a boost in ten man guilds because you know 
we can go into this whole cooldown and non-cooldown, and I know I've been saying it forever, and you know, Rotun as well. I mean, I, I think everybody here can agree that it would be nice to have something like that, to have some sort of raid cooldown that works 100% of the time, like a Devo or a, you know, even a Smoke Bomb or Banner, Demo Banner, just something small, something a 5%er, or anything that's just a little bit there would, you know, help keep Moonwalker in a raid leader's perspective of saying, let's grab this guy because he can do that. With all these extra benefits that we have, where we have, you know, Diffuse, Zen Med for personal cooldown, Fort Brew, Expel Harm on ourselves, Chi Wave, Chi Burst or Zen Med, you, you know, whichever one you want to choose for the fight. Um, you know, with, you know, large AOE, SCF, we have all these utilities. We can basically do almost every single task that a, a other melees can't. Like, you can't have, like, a warrior, unless he's, like, arms, you know, do really great cleave, or, you know, like, he has basically has to basically go cleave or not go cleave, but we can go cleave on demand, in a yeah. sense. And that's, not a lot of guilds don't really do that. I mean, a lot of I mean, classes don't really have that, other than really rogues and ferals. Um, I guess, well, no, DK, I guess you can say DKs, well, well, never mind, there's a lot, but I mean, I think you can get what I mean, like, where we can, if we need to have cleave, we don't have to alter our spec completely for it. Um, yeah. And I, you know, going into it where, you know, like, and I'll, you know, he's not here today. We try to get him in, but he got grabbed away by, you know, the holiday means, which, you know, this is a end of the year cast. So we'll have to try to get a snippet from him on his uh, thoughts. Rotund would chime right in and say, well, there was that nice article from Lore saying L L2P and basically telling <laughs> us that we don't on, know what we're Twitter. talking about. And then they don't offer anything. And they just say, oh, we're doing low haste. And they say, well, they don't offer, you know, the rotation gem choices what kind of fight it is is it a movement is it not movement is it a cleave fight is it single target and you know you don't really know what they're doing to basically judge that off of and we can only judge off what our current monks are doing and you know all that kind of stuff i mean you know talking with pattison last week especially who's mm -hmm. you know one of the highest ranking if you look at any world log stuff or yeah, Warcraft logs, really he's way up there he's like the one of the top on all monk parses uh, for 25 heroic and so you can you know talking with him and you know it's just that there's really nothing out there and you just have to get into like make it second nature and for like you mentioned for a casual player out there that's just starting up which you know we try to be able to, especially with this podcast to be able to help those players out that maybe are trying to get to heroic there's really nothing out there for them currently to be able to get get, get on and especially with mug being so so high skill cap, but also, you know, gem choices, selection, all that kind of stuff is very difficult to get into. So very mm -hmm. good points that you brought up about it. And it's always great to hear from someone that maybe is not a first round, like, the, you know, some the rest of us here being monk from the get-go and coming in later. And so just go right on to Hina Lover. Do you kind of uh, accent Jim's thoughts on how Windwalker has been handled this expansion and how it's kind of not maybe necessarily on us as the higher end players, but at least some sort of ref resource or community or something that's outside of the general forums or MMOs champion, which has was really good at the start of the expansion because there really wasn't a community, but it's kind of turned into that you know people coming into troll or people coming in just to start arguments. There's really nothing, no real like you know hard resource um ej seems like it's kind of going downhill right now as far as posting and things like that like what are your thoughts on that um i would actually have to agree with that on mmo champion is still a good site uh for people just trying to get information on um, same with the latest jerks kelly has been able to keep up with those um uh, is, uh the um, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, keep up with the uh, guides at this uh, for Windwalkers, but then yeah, you get to the point where um, you should go uh, arguing about this trinket to that trinket, and it just gets into an argument fest that starts to get into trolling. And so I think yeah, it's really started to become an issue at least on MMO. Uh, a little bit on the main forums. Uh, there's starting to become a few places that are cropping up nowadays that are trying to consolidate all the information into one spot. And there's one a location that we'll be talking about later uh, that is starting to come in. It's just started up. And we kind of just need a place to really boil down, figure out what we're, we need to do. Yeah, and then 
going into a review, I guess, because we kind of headed off in a little tangent in our next subject that we're going to kind of cover here, where do monks roost and or roast? If whatever, <laughs> I guess roast if there's a you know discussion because you want to always have those heated uh, subjects between top end players. That way everybody can be on the same page or at least offer dinner ca- different counterpoints in a very meaningful and you know f- fun way where no people aren't like saying you know you're terrible uninstall sense that unfortunately seems like it's coming more and more from the MMO C forums uh, with people that are just so opinionated where you know you, I, I think everybody can kind of agree with that it's kind of the the questions and answers and everything are kind of turning a little sour but uh, what are your thoughts on monk and review Hina lover um, in terms of the sense of the overall arcing of the expansions between different raid tiers. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Like, did you, how, did you not appreciate the constant mastery change? Um, yes and no. Yes, in the sense that um, I liked the different ideas that they were going for, but for, um, but like take for example the 5.2 version of the uh, mastery i actually like that a lot but that mastery became so watered down i guess i want to say uh due to the room and if it wasn't for the room that mastery would have been pretty good uh the new one is actually fairly good on and I know um, Celis Talon, uh, William Celis Talon, uh, Celiston, I don't want to pronounce Celestial, it. Celestialon. That's how Celestial you say yeah. it. Blame Celestialon. Celestial yeah. <laughs> exactly. Blame him. Uh, he has mentioned that they like uh, the current version, though it does need a bit of a tweak. So we may see a little bit of a tweak to it come 6.0. Um. But overall, I like how they've implemented a lot of cleave information, like Russian Jade Win. That was changed from before, where it was just a buff you put onto the ads and you start uh, spinning crane kick, to something that was just something that replaced it. And or on um, Storm Earth and Fire, I like how they kind of moved us from a single target. Uh, DPS person to one that is more well-rounded, more cleave base if need be, without really doing much else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like that's that's kind of what it it went to in a sense where you know going through the entire you know expansion in between tiers. I agree with you completely with the 5.2 master. I really thought that was the best scalable one, but then they put Rune in there, which is very a strange trinket to have in there that basically broke the mastery, I guess is, or like you said, water it down, but made it to where if you, you weren't doing, they had a, they had to, uh, balance the damage output of a windwalker behind that trinket. And like what happened with Jim, not having the trinket, the entire tier, not being able to get it, you're done. I mean, not really done, but I mean, if you're in a heroic rating guild, you're not going to see action because you're not going to be doing anywhere close near decent numbers. You're going to be he at the kept, bottom of the He kept me in until I got my my raid finder rune, and I got to tell you, my DPS went up like 70k when I got yeah, the raid Yeah, it, it was stupid. It was I, mean, yeah. I mean, I, I was lucky enough to get one the first week, so I really didn't see... I mean, I, I mean, other classes I saw a huge boost, like when they got that first weapon or they got that first trinket. But I mean, to make it make or break a class with one trinket, I mean, it's, it's that way for Feral Druids, so I really guess we really can't you know be too judgmental. Like Rune is still best in slot for them, isn't it? No, it's still uh, it's still best. Yeah, it's still best in slot by um, way by far, like by far best. Like it's not even close. Number two. Well, here, well, here's At the thing. Yeah, if you had the heroic uh, thunder, if you had the th- heroic rune, then you basically are not going to get rid of it until the end of the expansion. If you didn't have the heroic rune, then you would uh, get rid of it by heroic tier sixteen. I think that's because that's related to the hormones and then also the. TED trinket, I believe. If I, I think those are like the two that they also like to roll with because of the mastery bonus that they get from it. Yeah, and so, which is similar to, and also because the the snapshotting at the high end agility proc with their one of their cooldowns. I think it's like swipe, whatever. They have no, it's We we punch and they swipe, <laughs> so I don't know what the you know. It's like okay, they're kind no, of no, they thrash. thrash or thrash. Thrash is, yeah. <laughs> is an AOE uh, dot. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's very it's just very interesting with the. Uh, the you know how the kind of the classes mirror each other based on this trinket, but you know they're still able to go with it instead of just completely removing the trinket. But maybe they just didn't feel they felt like 
well, we're changing the mastery anyways for Windwalker, so they should be fine. So I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's just it's just very interesting. And for myself, you know, going through all the changes, like I thought we were really fine in five one, and then you know going then five two changed everything. And it's just it's just very getting so used and comfortable, and then all of a sudden it changes, and then having to adjust. And I'm really slow at you know adjusting to a lot of the changes. I mean, some of them really quickly, but you know I like having that sense of I know what this ability does, I know how much damage it does, and it's like set in the brain. And then having that change constantly, you know, like you know I was missing so many brew stacks and getting capping so many times when they when it was changed because we had to get to ten where before it was like you have whatever you have pop it or trinket procs or something in like five zero and five one. I mean it was just so much different change throughout the entire tier that. It's just kind of – it's perplexing, but it's also – I can see what they want to do. They want to make it to where Monk is at a good place, but not like how DKs were in Wrath, where if you weren't a DK, you just were terrible. <laughs> and I remember and those honestly, days. They've, well, they've done a pretty good job at that, I think, at mm-hmm. not making us too overpowered, but still putting us in an okay spot. Well, we do shine on a few fights. Like, I shine pretty good with – um. Um. Fallen Protectors, protectors. Uh, Dark Shamans. Oh, that depends on how you tank it, though. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. But, well, Dark Shamans, I, uh, I'm always in the top five on that one, no matter what. Um, but then you can do pretty good on quite a few others, with, which deal with some form of AoE. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the one question going forward, I guess we'll just kind of prep this up there for some people maybe because like, I know there's a lot of guilds out there that are currently working on Paragons and a lot of Windwalkers out there that may be struggling to try to keep their spot um, obviously what I was first thing I would say if you're one of those players out there listening to this because you're like oh good we have all the Windwalkers here maybe <laughs> we'll be able to shed some light on things um, let your raid leader know that you can soak the aim lines um, Transcendent is a huge spell that I actually forgot about completely mainly because I was healing Paragons for the longest time but you can use Transcendence to get to you know, your aim spot almost 100% of the time if you're one of those first people that are closest to Hisek. So that's why I would kind of recommend. Is there any other tips on Paragons uh, that you'd be able to let players out there know? Because I know I have seen a lot, a lot of people um, kind of ask me recently for some boss fights, like they see my videos or anything. Like, so, But Paragon seems like the one fight that a lot of people are kind of approaching right now, I would suspect. And I know Heal Lover, you're going to be approaching it as well. So maybe uh, if you know anything now or maybe this will help you out. Um, but uh, uh, Jim or Akali, is there any any kind of idea that you can kind of throw out there? Sure. Um, I will say that I don't soak the aim lines um, unless absolutely necessary because we have like four rogues. Um, <laughs> <laughs> boo! Boo! <laughs> and, and three warriors, so we have cooldowns coming out of the ass. Um, I use Storm Earth and Fire when we split DPS on Claxi for... Um, for Amber Encasement, uh, briefly, and I recommend that everybody who listens to this who's ever tried to use Storm Earth and Fire make a mouse over macro to apply it, and also make a macro to cancel it. Um, I actually will talk, um, if we have time later, about Storm Earth and Fire, because I think it's, I think it needs some adjustment to be really useful, because the way it works right now is supremely clunky. Um, yeah, I, I think I, I know exactly <laughs> where you're heading with this. So yeah, we'll leave that for a little bit. Maybe we'll leave that for right before we get into our next subjects. So we'll kind of go into that a little bit. Um, I think I know where you're coming, where you're coming from. And then Callie, what about you on uh, on the Paragons? Um, any tips for anybody out there? Uh, Basically same. We have so many warriors and rogues that I'm not even needed to soak, really. Yeah, you're so. just able to DPS and have all the fun stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have, but but I mean, but but if you're in, the, in a guild that doesn't have any, like you know, my guild we only have uh, one warrior into the tank. So you know, some guilds are like that right now, coming up that maybe don't really have too many warriors, or the warrior is a scumbag and says, "Oh, that's going to lose my DPS," and so they go, "Okay, well, let's keep you on the boss." <laughs> but I mean, if if you want to just let your raid leader know that you can, yeah, I mean, you can use dampen harm to soak them. Uh, yeah, touch of I, karma can soak touch one of karma for one. constantly. That, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean that's like the one thing I like for doing soaking is because I can touch a karma like his deck, for instance, when you're doing that split, like you mentioned, and I can get a full touch of karma off on him because it, it, it's still currently, it's still currently having that bug thing where it'll. I don't think it'll absorb if you have like a really small shield, but it will absorb like the full amount and won't damage you. 
with you know there's that one bug where if you hit like a large amount it'll just wipe out the shield but you won't get hit for the deduction i think they thought they fixed it but for some reason isn't uh it's it's still in it's it's still buggy right yeah, because literally uh, I can do uh, – this is at least on Seascraft or when doing the treadmills. Mm-hmm. Um, I can do a touch of karma plus diffuse magic and go through one of the lasers and do 2.4 da- uh, million damage. Yeah, over 10 seconds, I believe. Right, or is it eight? Six. Six seconds. Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's currently – they thought they fixed it. I think they did in 5.3, but they made 5.4 – you know, they they never save the last build for some reason when they yeah. put something out. And so they probably – it's one of those really small, minute things that they change. But, uh, yes, definitely, uh, yeah, you know, Paragons, yeah, I mean, look at all your spells that you can utilize. SCF, for instance. Transcendence is a good one. Even if it's like – Transcendence could be even useful for if you get towards a later stage of the fight and you have um, – was it the Poison Mind guy where you have to get out with like your yellow beam or green beams or purple stuff, you can put your transcendence in a corner and can get there quickly enough to where you're basically utilizing your DPS very, very fast. So, mm-hmm. you know, always utilize your toolkit. And I think that's the main thing that I kind of pull away from the monk of this entire expansion is that we're such a utility based champion or champion uh, class where we can basically have it to where, we have all these little things that we can do, and maybe not necessarily one or two. Like we don't have like a warrior where it's just like, oh, we can just pound DPS and stuff like that. Like we can, you know, heal on the run. We we can, you know, get to places really quickly, very high mobile and all that kind of stuff that you know a raid leader can easily utilize for certain things like the you know, belt duty, which a lot of people have mentioned here. And you know, uh, you know, I think everybody here you don't do belt duty, do you, Jim? Do you? Are you? I don't. No, you I'm, don't? I'm okay, on the so, boss full time. Yeah, so another uh, scumbag. So you have all the scumbag duties. That's what you have. You have all the ones that we all want to get. Yeah. <laughs> we just like focus the boss and 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 kill mines if you or or, or uh, turrets or anything like that. But uh, yeah, I, I do I do have to watch out for mines. Our strat involves tanking him on the side that the mines come off on. So there's yeah, the same. constant threat of them, you know, coming to get me. But we have a trillion stuns and three hunters and two and two alley shamans and. <laughs> It's a lot of damage. Yeah, yeah. All these shamans are dead. That's like their fight of the tears. That one is <laughs> is definitely the the AOE. So I guess before we get off to the main subject of this one, uh, this show, uh, Jim, I know you just mentioned. Let's just go ahead and I guess talk about SCF, and I'll just let you start off and just explain like what your thoughts are on SCF currently in this uh, ex- I guess patch cycle. So so SCF like in theory. Um, if you want to talk about absolutely maximizing your AOE DPS, it would be um, two globals to apply your clones and then Tiger Palm and then RSK and then you can start AOE. So there's like four to six globals worth of, of setup. Um, unfortunately, on most fights, we have so much AOE now, you know, now that we're all like 576 to 579, um, by the time I actually go through six globals, the ads are almost dead, so it's pointless. Um, you know, except for fights like protectors, where the you know they're going to be up the whole time. Um, my main problem with SEF is a that it's on the GCD, and hello. Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, okay. Um, it's on the GCD, and the other thing that really pisses me off about it is that it's not a debuff on the target; it's a buff on you. And that makes it really difficult to remember which mobs you have it on because there's no visual indicator other than a little, you know, translucent clone attacking it. And if there's a crowd of mobs and a lot of spell effects going on, it's damn near impossible to tell who it's actually on. Um, I really, really wish that it was a debuff on your target and not a buff on you. Um, that's just yeah, yeah that would like a, a definitely nitpick. work a lot better. It drives me crazy, and it's easy on something like protectors. It's a lot harder on something like Immersius, where I'm, you know, trying to AOE down the ads, and there's like a trillion stacks of them, and I sometimes worry that I'm like trying to apply both clones to the same target, or you know, like I missed something, and if there were an easier indicator for that, it's just ugh. and please take it off the GCD. I, I oh, agree. Yes. GCD has to come. I mean, come in. This is like, what is this, 2014? Take it off the GCD, please. <laughs> I mean, that yeah. seems like such an old, antiquated ability press. But, uh, Callie, what are your thoughts on that? I think you have some good ideas coming in with SEF. 
Oh god, yes. Take it off the GCD because I mean, half the time I miss mine because I'm over here like hitting so many different buttons and having that on the GCD just totally messes me up. So, you know, I could be, for example, trying to apply RSK, try to hit that, doesn't work out. So take it off the GCD. Like the damage base that I got this tier, I think, has been absolutely fantastic. That's part of why we're so strong for cleave and AoE fights. But Basically, my thoughts mirror what Jim said. Have it. I mean, it is basically a multi-dot as it is. So why isn't it applied as a debuff? And then Hina Lover, what are your thoughts as well um, on the SCF? Like, what kind of improvements could you would you like to see personally uh, coming in with the uh, the change to it? Um, probably the uh the one, uh, the one thing that I would love, uh, love for it to do is for something to be able to allow you to do some type of DPS when you're not targeting it. Um, I made a comment to Celestine uh, like a week or so ago, but it was it maybe a bad idea, but something to help with say on um, Heroic Nazgrim where you have a uh, an SCF on the target but you don't have any targets yourself that you can target uh, to do any type of damage. Uh, and then you're left with doing, like, expel harm, chi, uh, chi wave onto yourself, spinning crane kick just to do any extra damage without um, uh, it just defaulting to white attacks. So more of a sense of something like a having it have its own AI in a sense, but but yeah, I mean, I can see how that can get kind of out of control, mainly for PvP reasons, and yeah. that's like the biggest elephant out of the room for all of us. I mean, we're all PvE monks. I mean, maybe some of you guys also do a tiny bit of PvP on the side, if any, maybe Battlegrounds if you want to have fun, but I mean, it's a PvP implementation, well, ugh, I can't even say it now, implications are the main reason a lot of the PvE stuff kind of gets thrown aside or gets overworked, is because you know, you can't that right there. I could see people complaining about that because then you could put on a healer and then you're on the other guy and you don't have to worry about it. You're basically doing you know double the damage. So that's one of the things I can see a throwback on that. But I do, I do think that what they should do is have it to where if there's, I mean, if you because if you want to keep it on something that's long lasting, maybe when you're attacking it, and they do have this in there where it doesn't copy your auto attacks. Correct? Isn't that how it currently? Yeah, is? it's basically just water attacks. Yeah, but, but it still reduces your damage. So what I think what they yeah. should do, if you're attacking the same target, it will not do you won't you won't receive the, the like the reduction or something. But it won't like I don't know. I mean, because it, like dismissing it, but not because I, I can see where they I mean. But that gonna get, again goes into the GCD issue because the whole reason why you're not canceling and reapplying it is because you're gonna lose a GCD somewhere when you try to reapply it to the target. Correct? Is that yeah. what you're thinking of something like that? Like, yeah, basically. Um, the one thing too, and I, Jimmy did mention this, um, there is no default UI for it. Um, yeah. That's the main issue I think that a lot of us run into. I have a weak or for it, and I will put it in the show notes of an SEF, one that has the target, has HP of the target, and actually has the HP of this clone so you can see if it dies, which was really good for Hardon because it would die all the time, but for some reason, somehow, <laughs> they gave it Superman HP strength where it instantly heals back up. I'm not sure what was going, what's going on with that, but for some reason, the maybe maybe smart heals are, actually affect our clones, thinking it's us, and that might be it too, so maybe we we'll actually have to look into that as well, is to look into how is the clone actually labeled for smart heals, because I can see sometimes like it sits in AoE fire or something like that if I put it on a desecrated weapon, and it takes the damage. Um, it's a redu reduced damage because it's a pet, or labeled as a pet or something like that. Guardian. But, yeah, or... Um, your guardian, so it's going to have that reduced damage taken, but it still takes damage, but it gets healed up like instantly. So it's very, very strange on how that works, um, especially in a raid atmosphere. But um, yeah, the weak ores is like really the only thing I can think of that still has something like that where you're able to track it. They have to have a default yeah. UI for it because you, I mean, I don't even know you if they can expect you can't expect. Yeah, I mean you can't or debuff. But um, but you you so can't. If they did that, how would you how would you take it off? You know exactly. Like I mean, you, you can't expect new players coming in, or even uh, you know normal mode raiders. I mean uh, you know or casual players in a sense, to be able to pick up and know how to SEF properly. And a lot of questions that we get on a lot of the, the forums are SEF. Like I keep seeing them pop up of how to track it or what do I do. I mean 
they have to see this and have to know there has to be some kind of UI element. And they're very they've they've done this for you mean your pet of pet of pet like uh, you could do that. I think some UIs have that. Maybe it's more of a developer of a like a one of these like LVUI or um, you know uh, SUF or one of these major Uniframe add-ons can adopt a monk clone tracker or something like that. But I think Blizzard should have something. Hey, LVUI does. Um... It'll, oh, it does have it, one currently. It, it, it pops one up to let me know how many clones I have. Um, okay, but that but it doesn't but, have like the a problem who's is attacking is and everything. It doesn't let me know who it's attacking. So most of that I actually do like just through memory through the fight, mm-hmm. um, which is probably not the easiest way to do it. But I mean, to that end, I mean we all use UI modifications, but you know the overwhelming majority and and the way that the game is programmed is to assume that you don't have exactly um, yeah any UI mods, and I don't even know like exactly what the default UI looks like anymore because I've been using <laughs> UI replacements, I don't know, for like seven years. Yeah. But don't we all? No. Yeah. It's like you can be damn sure that all the people who are who are asking questions on the monk forums um, probably aren't using anywhere near the level of of add-ons that we are. Um, I think, you know, I think, yeah, I I think like, most people have add-ons, they have like Mogget and like Quest Helper or yeah, something. Like, yeah, like Mogget, Quest Helper, <laughs> Mapster, probably have like Scada or Recount. You know, one of those damaged things is to see how much they're doing. I mean, very basic stuff. Um, but yeah, I will put in the the one the weak ore that I have, and I think you might have it too, Kelly. I'm not sure, or maybe no. She and I hey, use sir. the. Um, there's an actual mod. Oh, you have actual does, mod that does it. Yeah, it's called Storm Earth and Fire. Um, okay, well, yeah, we'll we'll put that in the show notes too. So if you want to go, if you have a bunch of weak ores already, you can use mine, and then if you use the mod. You can do that. So we always can kind of get that filtered out there. Um, the one that I'm talking about it has like the target. It, it'll blink if you're if you're attacking the same target your clone is. But again, it still has this like waiting for it to spawn. Like the GC. I mean, I hate that GCD so much because not only does it is it a GCD, it has a travel time. So if you're trying to put it on a mob that's coming into a fight and your tank is tanking it off far to the right, you have to wait for it to get there. And then the last oh, thing yeah. I want to bring up. That I'm surprised no one has brought it up. Maybe because we're so used to it. Maybe I think you did mention about the RSK, Kelly. So, but putting yeah. why do we have to put Tiger Palm and RSK on our clones? Like, why do we have to uh, use those abilities? Basically, destroying our rotation currently. Not only yeah. because the R, because the clone, the GCD, but why do we actually have <sighs> to use those two abilities to have our clones do decent damage? Especially yeah. Tiger Palm. I mean, yeah, Tiger Palm. Tiger Palm. Yeah, I think Rotan mentioned this a while ago. I think actually even Just Funk did, and, and maybe even Rigneros did when we had him on. Uh, uh, you know, uh, last time I had some uh, Windwalkers on. That it's just you know why is it not just a regular buff like every other class? Why do we have to apply it as a damage component? Remove because that ability. If we if we didn't, we'd have to get rid of Tiger Palm completely because no, why just, that's, why that's literally it? the only point of the ability no, is wait, it's a vehicle we, for yeah, Tiger but, Power. Well, no, but why isn't it just an ability that's off the GCD that you have to hit that maybe costs energy? Yeah, I, I know, and possibly or what G. they needed, possibly what they need to do is basically, um, to copy all the buffs you have currently on your uh, yourself, the player, onto the Guardian. Except for so, Tiger, um, Tiger Ibrid. That's the only yeah, one that they probably trinkets. will never copy. Yeah, it should not yeah. be trinkets. It should it should only be like like RSK and, and I mean not even RSK. I mean yeah, I mean well, I don't know because we use RSK so often. I can see us applying that, but sometimes you have to pull it if you want to get the best damage output. So I don't know. It's very interesting um, uh, component to that, just based on the exactly what how it, we can make it. But I think Tiger Palm needs to be the one that needs to be either baked into our class. Because it's basically our slice and dice, if you think about it. I mean, we have to have it up to do decent damage. So Honestly, yeah, I completely agree. And I feel like the only reason why they have it is for our chi management, since that one chi can kind of throw us off a little bit. And if that's the case, they can come up with a better way to make us spend one chi every 20 seconds or whatever. Well, I mean, well Fist of Fury's three second, three chi. That'll yeah. put us down to one, we hit two, another. But it's like maybe that's it, like you said, because... Because then it's like we basically have one chi always banked when we use Fist of Fury. Because we get yeah. to four, we use a Fist of Fury, we're back down to one. And if you, especially if you look at the level 100 talents, I mean, having it to where you can use have that cooldown where all the chi you have is never spent. Yeah. It's just very odd that this Storm of the Fire is like the one thing where I can see us as a class breaking. But it's just there's so much attention devoted to this one spell that's so awesome that we all love. But just like it could just be so much better to where it's 
not as how, how do we work it? How do we do this? How do we maximize it? Where we can just I guess set it and forget it, but in a sense to where it's going to be make it like me it's not slice and dice, but like Blade Flurry. It's literally a toggle, and since I'm leveling a rogue just so I can have all the characters on my account, it is it is just so dumb to me that they I can literally toggle a a, a button and it's ready to go. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> rogues. Nah, it, I mean, just delete rogues, Blizzard. Really, saying just delete them, and we'll be fine. We won't complain anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, okay, so yeah, I mean, that's that's some good topics on some things that might be plaguing some monks currently. So let's go on to the main topic. I know it's been a while since we were at the beginning of the show, um, but uh, where do monks roost? And this is mainly um, we were talking about MOC and, and regular for the general forums, which would be the class forums on the World of Warcraft or the US. .bell.net site, um, you know, those places where there's a lot of people asking questions that maybe aren't either new to raiding or want to know about, you know, how do I maximize my character? Um, not just general skills like how do I press SEF or how do I, what is RSK? You know, those are some yeah. things you want to go to a class forum on the main site. These are for questions like, you know, I'm at the 5.3 breakpoint on haste. What do I have to get for my maximum crit? You know, all this kind of stuff, which, you know, I asked you guys, I think I asked you, Jim or, or Callie about that, you know, the, the what's the break point for crit? You know, just things you just can't remember, but you want to ask someone that, you know, maybe might know a little bit more than you. And and so there's really not nothing out there currently except the new site, and I'll let you introduce it, uh, Callie, since you are a, a mod on it. So you want to introduce the new site that kind of propped up, which I, I really do like it. I like what's going on there so far, and we'll just kind of go get a little plug for it. Yeah, uh, Cheapers, um, I think it's .com. Yeah, it is. It is, yeah. I, I have it permanently bookmarked, so. <laughs> yeah, um, I came across it. It's pretty new. I mean, debuted this past month on the 10th, and actually came across it in the WoW subreddit on Reddit. Mm -hmm. So it's aimed just at monks, and so far it's a pretty friendly community overall, and I definitely encourage people to go ahead and sign up and start participating up there. Yeah, I signed up, but I haven't I haven't posted anything yet. Yeah. Since I don't since I don't have to raid for the next couple of weeks, I will probably <laughs> write up, um, you know, a really long detailed guide to how to gear and or play Windwalker. Probably more on how to gear and less on how to play. Yeah, um, we haven't really decided what we're going to do with um, guides just yet, but it looks like we're going to go with icy vein links, basically, which I'm kind of fighting against. But well, I mean, that kind of goes to into the yeah. I mean, and I and I like the form. I like like I said, I was reading through it. I don't think I have a count. Probably someone's already got my name, but I'll probably have to sign up after the show. I keep forgetting to been like super busy, but uh, I've been browsing like it at work and stuff. And I go, oh, I, I need to go make sure to sign up after. And I send myself an email, and I just forget. I delete the email when I get home. So <laughs> nice. it, it's definitely a great community so far. I really like what's going on there. There's some great questions going on, so, and people are very helpful. And that's the one thing on a new community that you could kind of not filter out because I don't really want to do that. I don't want to really like censor people from speaking their mind, but. On MMOC, unfortunately, you have people that are rogues, and we all know rogues and they're a raid. They come in and they laugh at us and they taunt us and they post stupid things and they try to get us angry at each other. And there's also people that are out there just to instigate, and unfortunately that happens in some communities. And I don't want this to sound like MMOC rant, but – and I know, Callie, you're a mod there, so you know exactly what I'm talking about with some people. Oh, yes. It just – you can't – and because you, you don't want to censor them, but you don't want to – you know, you want to be like, well, you know, go sit in the corner. But, I mean, if – when it's on a site like this, you know, we, we want to get a community that is around the same mindset of being the – you know, going to like a top-end level for where people that want to go that next progression step can go and kind of – Communic communicate with each other and kind of make it their own community within the overall monk community that way like EJ is which unfortunately you know it just EJ is turning into not of a dead community but people don't really go there as much um, and it's, I think it's just, difficult to sift through some of those threads yeah, like yeah exactly yeah I mean, and there's only like one thread where you know if you want to talk about just storm earth and fire you can create a new thread on on Burst and talk about it we're on ej it's just the one thread like the monks three monk specs and that's it so you, know, you lose sight of what's important in those things um yeah. but the one but, thing that but, i'm actually going to announce today which if you people go to the monkcraft site is that i'm actually going to eventually once i have more free time is actually put guides up on there so um anybody that wants to contribute to a guide to the to anything about monks 
like either gearing guide or like what you mentioned, Jim, what you're going to be doing, we'll uh, contribute con- contribute to that that link and we'll keep that out for everybody to have. And then I'll try to keep it updated for all three specs. Um, and that's that's going to be it. Like it's not going to be a discussion. It's not going to be anything. It's just going to be mm. here's some information if you want to look at it. Um, and it'll be updated constantly to try to keep it up to date as much as possible. And even if that means I have to go sift through all the posts and everything. But uh, Cheeburst is definitely the place to go to talk about things, to discuss it amongst yourself. And then, you know, I'll try to do it, or maybe we'll have contributors I know. Um, Stormy from uh, Pananza is, gonna, is, is writing up a uh, fist weaving guide, um, things like that. Like, we'll just try to get, you know, maybe Cal or Jim or Hinalever want to start up on some, you know, a Windwalker stuff, and we can post that up there. I'll try to get. Um, maybe Dot from Midwinter or uh, Rignaros or, or uh, one of the other Brewmasters to kind of um, you know write up a guide or something like that about Brewmaster Brewmastery at least to start it up or something like that and try to because con- we need to have these things out there because Icy Veins is good but they never update it and it's very yeah. frustrating to myself when I go tell someone to go somewhere I get a, a, a PM through you know one of the certain areas or an email or something like that from someone saying hey. You know what's this good? Is that good? Or why follow the EJ guide? And it, I go, there, there's EJ information guide. out there, but yeah. it's not it's not necessarily the right information, and it's not detailed. And and what I mean by yeah. that is, you know, something like icy veins may say like trinket choices. You know, you can use AOC, or you can use Haroms, or you can use uh, TED. You know, and but, here's <clears> the reason behind that is that it's a guide for beginners. You don't really want to overload someone with all this deep theory crafting if you're just <laughs> yeah. reading a guide. Yeah, exactly. As, as someone who's written like two or three guides by now, that's something that I've heard a lot in feedback is this is too detailed for me. I can't read all this information to understand it. I just need to know what I need to do for rain tonight. I, w- I would argue that you can you can provide more detailed information in the form of, you know, like here's the what and also the why. Um, yeah. yeah, that's in, in a friendly, guides, you know, or, so. or more more simple context. You know, I could say I use Heroms and TED because AOC's main benefit in terms of DPS is shortening the cooldown of Fists of Fury. And, you know, in late tier heroic fights, you don't get to do that very often or reliably. You know, like you don't necessarily have to have to toss out a bunch of math or, you know, spreadsheets or whatever, but you can oh, explain yeah. to people the motivation behind gearing choices and why you choose to do something the way that you do. And people feel good about um reading stuff like that. Uh, at least I do. And when I, when I was picking up, um, when I was picking up Windwalker, you know, we didn't have a centralized website, you know, people who are new to priest can go to how to priest and, you know, people who want to play warlock can go to Sparkog's uh, website, you know, cause he has tons of great information on, on how to play warlock there, but there was no definitive, um, Windwalker guide, you know, there was icy veins that I visited, but, um, you know, it's it just it felt like like a list. Like you know, here's something to get you started. But I didn't want to get started. I wanted to crush meters. You know, like I wanted mm-hmm. to be competitive in hero progression. And you know, so unfortunately, you know, like I I used icy veins as a starting point. But the rest of the time, um, you know, pretty much all of us in the higher end Woodwalker community have had to feel things out for ourselves. And now, you know, now that we're at like the end of the tier, I feel a lot more comfortable saying you know, this is clearly the best way to gear. You know, this has, has given me the best results. Yeah, that there aren't a lot of us out the there to do that. Because yeah. a lot of people are, for example, let's bring up AOC. A lot of people are going against that because they don't like Fist of Fury. But then you get into someone like me who I feel completely comfortable on it, probably about 90% of fights of how to use my Fist of Fury on cooldown. So mm-hmm. it's still going to be a flavor thing, and any guide needs to bring in all opinions on this. This yeah. is, yeah. you know, this is what works best. This is what is more practical. But this is basically all the different playstyles that you can do to bring out the best of the spec. Right. Yeah, I mean, like, for this tier, it would be number one trinket, Harmones. I think we all agree on that. I mean, that's by yeah. far the best one. Then number two would be TED, if you play this way. Um, AOC, if you play this way. I mean, those were kind of like, you know, because, you know, AOC, like you mentioned, AOC is better because if you can use Fist of Fury on cooldown, it's going to probably get you, net you a better DPS average. Um, and, you know, you also have to let them know that, you know, if you're sitting there and you can't get a TED, or you're not able to clear up there, or you can't get a Heroic, if you get a Heroic Warforged AOC, you got to grab on that because of the, the trinket problem. For sure, yeah. I mean, that's what people don't understand. Like, we can say, and that's what, like, a lot of the guides out there don't really necessarily say. They say, one, two, three. 
But like you mentioned, Jim, they don't really say why one, two, three, yeah. or when to use three instead of two. I mean, mm-hmm. or maybe even two instead of one. I mean, there's certain components that you know we we kind of think about us, like going through the tier. Well, if I'm gonna get a heroic warforge item, I'm gonna dump my normal mode for that, regardless of what it is, because the item level scaling. Absolutely. I mean, for for a player that might be just trying to get into that, but not necessarily know based on being you know new, freshly monk or someone that's taking the next step, there's no real place to go. So, like I, like I said, I'll I mean if wherever I get them from, either if it's from that, and then like you know obviously sources will be cited, authors will be cited. If you know you want to get access to the Monkcraft site, we'll set up a contributor access point for that. So just get in touch with me, and then we just go ahead and get you um, you know put up in there and then start doing the guides because I want to be able to have it to where you don't have to click through gems and re- you know all this stuff. It's just going to be something simple, basic, and even if it's, you know, certain areas where you, like maybe there's a forum post on Cheeburst that has some uh, explanation why this trinket's better and we feel like it's not yeah. going to be utilizing the space good like it's a, a long post like uh, you know something like that. It'll just be like a link out. Read this if you want to know why. You know, which people if they want to know why they will, if they don't they don't. I mean, it's I don't know. It's just very interesting, but I agree with you, Jim. I mean, I get, you know, like I said, I get, you know, talked to all the time or, you know, in-game messages and people just, you know, well, why is this? What's that? What kind of breakpoint do I want to get to? You know, yeah. is, this, is 9k haste okay? Is 5k haste okay? And then, There really needs to be, like, a definitive, reliable, you know, yeah. trusted source or for sources. information about I mean, the class. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to say, like, come actually, to me, no one else, brr, come to me, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know, like... You know, the, we need to have like an area where you can go to here if you want to do this. Go to here. Here's yeah. a good place you can bookmark that will try to keep updated constantly. Here's a form you want to go if you want to post a subject to talk about. I mean, that's that's kind of I mean because you know, or if you want to look at the guide here, here's a, the guide you can view on that website. I mean, that's yeah. kind of what I want to make the the guides on Monkcraft uh, the Monkcraft podcast website is be if if it's if I don't have it, then I'll make sure to have a link to someone who does because I want to make sure the people have the information. Because the, the more people that have the more information, the better the community becomes as a whole. And then, then we can just delete rogues and be happy about it. <laughs> Which is <laughs> I mean, my main goal. The big delete thing them rogues. That, that <laughs> I do with guides. To... Like, as someone who's been maintaining the MOCs and the EJ guides for probably since 5.2, I think now, one of the big things, too, is just peer reviewing. Because, you know, I might miss something. And if there's yeah. something that I missed, I'm always asking for high-level feedback. Yeah, and then having those people come to an area too, because like, mm-hmm. you know, people don't want to go to MMOs. I, I mean, I know a lot of people that don't have an MMOC account. They just don't want to go there because, whatever reason, the general forum, me, the general forums, or just the, you know, they just have an idea of the kind of personnel that goes to MMOC because that's really the only other place other than the general forums to go to that people know about. So just letting people know, hey, there's these locations to go to if you want to talk about high-end stuff. And, you know, it's one of the things I don't want to sound, if anybody's out there that might be a normal mode raider that's just, you know, likes listening to the podcast. We're not saying, like, oh, we're better than you or anything like that. This is just a resource for people who want to go, I like to call it the extra step, that want to do everything they can to the nth degree, get that 0.1% out of everything to be able to come to and discuss and not have to worry about questions like, do I use two-handers or one-handers? I mean, you should yeah. know things like that already by now. I mean, obviously, if you're a new player and you're coming and you say, well, I got this two-hander. It's right in the little gap. How do you think it's going to play out? I mean, things like that is okay, like where you're like right at that break point of a two-hander versus one-hander situation, but not someone who's just like, I'm gearing up my alt. How do I gear them? Like that's you want to go to those the general forms or to the MMOC forms because that's a community there that will help you out will help out brand new players or IC Vane is excellent for that as well so um, I guess then yeah I mean that's the one thing so if you're out there and you have one right if you like writing guides just come to me uh, and then ask me about that so uh, any other thoughts on the whole subject about I guess getting word amongst to roost and or maybe even just uh, if you have a question or anything like that, how to reach people, or what do you think the best places to reach other than just a general forum and discussion? I guess Twitter is kind of reaching out a little bit more now than it used yeah. to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twitter's like a great a, place. Yeah, Twitter is starting to become really good, especially in terms of uh, talking to one uh, mon- other monks, as well as actually talking to developers. Celestan being the new ghost crawler. Um, then you have... Um, Oh, no, I can't think of the guy's name. Uh, the PvP guy. How, uh, uh, Blinka? 
I think. Yeah, or, yeah Helenka. Mm-hmm. You can just ask them questions. Uh, they're quite open. Um, and I actually do know that th- there are monks, uh, main monks in the developers. I actually know one of the developers. And yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're out there, so don't act like... I mean, obviously, if you have a question and it's not answered, it do, don't act like they don't take that into account. Like, if you bring up a good point and it's not really needed for discussion, like, hey, this should be something we need to look into, maybe they'll want to respond to you to get a little more, like, well, why is this? You know, maybe to, like, help them out if they can't explain it, but they go, you know, they take all the feedback that everybody gets them. It's not like, you know... Because, I mean, I don't want to say, you know, even though CTR did a great great job of saying blame celestial on song which i thought was hilarious i mean he's he's not gonna be the new gross crawler because he's more pve he's more spreadsheets he's more like what we're trying to do here which is yeah. everybody up to date on the best of the best to get the best out of a class and, and also uh give the theory crafters uh like myself or Rotund uh information yeah. on what to expect for the next uh expansion yeah, mm-hmm. and then, yeah. I mean, and then the one thing too, kind of going off on that for the next next expansion, um, in case people don't follow him, you definitely should. And also put his twi- Twitter in the in the show notes as well if you want to take a look at that, just in case you didn't you know don't know how to spell it or anything like that. Um, it does look like based on his feedback from Rotund from his comments with him is that um, that FOF is looking like it's going to get a boost in the Warlords of Draenor. Thank goodness. And it's going to be one of those abilities that we have to press. I mean, it's it's like like RSK esque, but the yeah. way that it's currently it is, it isn't. I mean, you can like if you don't use that at all, you you still do decent damage. Maybe not that point one percent, but you'll you be shouldn't able to, you shouldn't ever feel bad about using your yeah, like, and it, iconic like, and you, ability. Yeah, exactly, and so that's it. Looks like that's going to be changed to make it the way that he was questioning and asking like, well, what is it going to be? I think what it will it be need to be to make it that best ability like to on cooldown. Thing more damage and let us move for god's sake yeah. let us move while we cast it <laughs> i mean well, they learned their lesson after slam had a cat like i remember when slam spec was the best spec for warriors back in bc um and you know you couldn't move while you're casting slam and you had to line it up with your auto attack you know to land when your auto attack would land because otherwise it would reset your swing timer so we all had swing timer mods to to you know show us a bar so that we could line it up and they changed that playstyle so that slam didn't have a cast time anymore because the warrior community myself included said that sucks we don't want to have to stand there and cast something as a melee class that's for ranged and they were like yeah we agree and then like fast forward seven years you know here we have monks who have an even longer cast <laughs> in melee three second, yeah yeah, yeah you know like they've done, <laughs> they've done a pretty good job overall of listening to us i mean look at the changes they did to chibru um, oh yeah definitely where we yeah. were constantly asking for more bursts, more bursts, and they finally gave that to us in a way that, at least I think, is pretty well balanced. It, it's pretty well balanced, but like since they since they hotfixed it to be affected by our mastery, now it's like the oh, yeah. de facto choice. Like There's no point in taking anything other than Chibru. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, well, I mean, well, except at lower level gears. Like If you're yeah. just starting out, you want you don't have enough haste, so there's no reason to go Chibru because you'll basically never be right, able to right. gain enough Chi, so... When you're at like really low haste, you want to go Ascension at least at the start of a tier, probably. Yeah. Tier would be yeah. That, but I really like Ascension. Is, it's fun. Yeah. But and then Power Strikes is more often used for leveling, to my understanding. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, because it's always off. Cool. I think it always resets after every mob or whatever the reset happens. You're always going to have yep. it up when you attack a mob and again. So the the time between that is is really good. But we're going to say on that Hina lever. I think you're going to jump in there with a, a comment. Well, I was basically going to say the exact same thing was that it's Chibru is uh, going to be a, used for the higher levels uh, of phase while essentially at the lower levels. But I'm also thinking that they may actually nerf Chibru uh, come next to Spanish. I think they, they buffed it a bit too much, and I could very well see um, maybe not every 45 seconds, maybe a minute uh, cooldown. Well, I mean, it'll also depend on how it balances with the level 100 talents, too. I mean, they, we have to also take that into account. We'll be on yeah. level 100, so when you're thinking of, like, well, I'm at level 100, I have this other cooldown that gives me no chi usage during this duration, then, and I'm going to have chibru, like, chibru will be up by the time I'm done with this, or something like that, where you can have, like, a, an, almost 100% chibru, uh, you know, 60% damage bonus, which is obviously they don't really want to get into, but... Um, you know, we'll have to see. We'll definitely have to keep an eye on the 
beta once it gets out there and everything like that. Is there any last comments oh, yeah. on anybody out there or anybody, I mean, anybody here that, about uh, how the monk is and how you want to go forward? I know, like I said, this is kind of a year in review show or anything else, any last comments? I mean, we, we covered Fist of Fury, we covered Tiger Palm, and, you know, it's accompanying buff Tiger Power. Um, I think that Mastery will probably have to be adjusted again slightly just because um, of the gear changes that they're making in Warlords moving forward. You know, like gem sockets are going to be exceptionally rare, you know, like on the order of Warforged right now. Um, I think he said maybe one piece of your tier armor may have a, a guaranteed gem socket, but there's going to be no more... Um, you know, no more stacking crit or stacking mastery, you know, so, so trinkets like, like rune of reorigination are for sure, like not going to exist because there'd be no way to, to balance them, you know, other than having best in slot gear, like no, our ability to manipulate our own stats and min max is going to be reduced dramatically in warlords and min maxing will come much more in the form of getting lucky, you know, with, whatever you know gear drop that is but since there won't be reforging anymore and no more stacking stats through gems um things are going to change um and of course you know guides are going to have to be updated in six oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely oh yeah uh, that's a guide rewrite even of 6.0 that's going to happen yeah <laughs> well we're basically going back to um uh wrath of the lich king so uh gearing basically or, I would actually go further than that and say we're going back to like vanilla gearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah we basically more like are. Uh, I came in in BC, so. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, BC was kind of the same too. BC had gems at least. BC well, had I mean, gems, yeah, but not BC many. Then. Yeah. They were so still like, pretty rare. Yeah, more like I guess more like leveling BC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where like your gem may happen if you get the right quest. You know, it's one of those ones where you might have a couple of them. But yeah, definitely. Um, it's, I'm, I mean, I don't know, the more I think about, like, talk about the gear, just because how gear is now, where it's like, you have to do this, you have to do that, I think it's going to be for myself, because I'm played since vanilla, it's going to be very refreshing to be that, like, oh, yeah. hey, this item is a better item level, this is pretty awesome, I got this cool item, you know, then, oh, it's not, you know, the feet, feet pads of Joe Smith, haste mastery combo, uh, this is terrible, <laughs> delete it. You know, I I don't I don't like that as a you know something. It's like I'll just wait till I get uh you know this one boss that drops my crit mastery one, you know, or I'll just or I'll, I'll take this haste mastery and reforge the mastery out. You know, yeah. that's it's what I'm worried about. Is that I feel like the fun of reforging was taken out whenever we have all these caps between hit and expertise. Yeah. I honestly feel that they're taking it out way too early because having it without hit and expertise, I think, would be more fun. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, but it's also, I don't think they want to have, like, you know, like Jim mentioned, they don't want to have a rune trinket issue. Oh, yeah. Where people can basically exploit their, well, it's also haste, if, if anybody doesn't notice out there that might be joining in, um, they're changing actually how haste works on all spells that have a haste, there's no more haste multiplier now for healing spells. Yep. Like, it just ticks. Yeah. Every two seconds, it ticks. That's it. Like, there's no haste increases it. Like, haste will probably increase the spell cast time and everything, like it normally does. But it's not going to be that, oh, I have to hit the 10,000k breakpoint, like, now for ruining mists, for instance. You know, there's it's just going to tick every so often. And so, it's one of those things where we don't have to worry about haste really affecting too much. So, there's really not going to be as much haste breakpoint. But I'm really interested to see how they do energy. Is if it's going to be related to yeah. haste, or it's going to be just like yeah. game where it just ticks automatically. It doesn't it's the same rate. If it's the same rate, and ascension does boost it by how it is, ascension may actually throw out to be better, especially with your mentioning Hina Lover of the a possible chi ner chi brew nerf. Because the more energy we do, the more chi we can get, and then the more you know more TB uh, <laughs> stacks we get. So it's going to be very interesting to see how it plays out in the beta. Because obviously. <laughs> the opening beta to the end beta will probably have completely different monk stuff anyway. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, comparing the uh, beginning of the uh, beta for Bispendaria to the very end, uh, it was just a massive change uh, for the monk uh, playstyle, period. Yep. Okay, well, I guess that's going to kind of wrap us up here. Thanks, everybody, for joining. Um, oh, just kind of go uh, roll off here. If you want to, you know, Tweet at Kelly Monk uh, for uh, calligraphy. You can tweet at yeah at Kelly Monk. Uh, Twitch.tv/slash Brand New Aquarium. Soon to be probably 
renamed to something more Kelly related, correct? <laughs> Eventually, maybe sometime in the future. <laughs> at some point. And then probably I'll, next I'll, expansion. And then also always follow her guild at defensestraightguild.net. Um, again, these are all going to be in the show notes. So if, if you don't like me, I don't like really spelling things out. So you just have to go to the show notes if you want to get the them. And then also, uh, Jim, thanks for joining us, first time guest. Definitely have to yeah, have you, you back on again. Yeah, and that's at Jim Jim Cabine um, on Twitter, uh, archdruidguild.com, and then Jim number sign seventeen fourteen. If you want to hit him up on Battle.net and chat up about mug stuff, get any tips there. And then always again, Hina Lover at Hina Lover on Twitter. If you want to contact him about any of that other stuff or just follow his tweets because you have been doing some really great tweets to Celestial on that I've been following. And like you said, you've been tweeting at him and, you know, some of them are really good ideas that just, you know, maybe he's just banking, not replying. But then again, also Celestial on, I think it's at Celestial on. I'll have to double check that, put that in the show notes. And uh, thanks again, everybody, guys, everybody for joining for this uh, end year review. And then hopefully I'll be able to get something from Rotun because I know we'd probably still be listening to him complain about Fist of Fury at this rate. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, Kelly, you can... Yeah, that's a Celestial on, on Twitter, yeah, uh, is the uh, you. But uh, I think, Kelly, you can attest... I think there'll be a fight between Kelly and him about Fist of Fury differences, right? <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, again, thanks, everybody, for joining. And uh, we'll definitely have to have you back on when we get a little more info on the next changes. Yeah, awesome. Wow, what a great episode of Monkcraft Podcast there. Unfortunately, you know, Rotan couldn't make it, had some, uh, you know, Christmas obligations, some holiday festivities to take care of, um, but we'll definitely have him on on the next Windwalker episode to kind of go over his review of the uh, Windwalker so far in this expansion. And then also, hopefully, by the time we come back with a new episode, we'll have some more information on that. And then obviously, uh, Miss Weaver and Brewmaster will be touched as well by some of the top monks out there that uh, will be able to join us and give their perspective on how the class has a uh, kind of changed over the course of the expansion and again thanks everybody for listening if you want to reach the show you can go ahead and email us at show at mugcraftpodcast.com uh, you can go ahead and uh, you know visit our website mugcraftpodcast.com and I will eventually have the guides up there so if you want to go take a look at that they will be up there as I mentioned in this show specifically um, I'll start compiling them uh, again I have these next two few probably next two weeks will be off of Mugcraft Podcast and then in that, that time period well, I will definitely be able, uh, be able to get the guides set up at least general specific guides maybe uh, uh, maybe not too specific but at least a little you know layout of like reforging gemming things like that for more of the like the 1% type of a thing um, and then also you can uh, reach us on twitter at monk podcast and you go reach myself on twitter at golden verses if you want to contact me uh, and uh, thanks again for listening and hope everybody has a fantastic new year and keeps on pumping them fists I guess in a strange way but uh, take care and thanks for listening